Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, you are listening to Nobody Cares, the podcast. Um, I hope that's what you I hope you know what that is. I can't really help you if you don't. I'm your host, Auntie Donahue. We talk every week about something somebody is obsessed with, but nobody else seems to care about. This week, we have a friend I haven't seen in, in actually three years, which is insane. This is the first time we've been in the same room in three years. We had this huge fight. Um, no, I'm just kidding. She moved away. Now she's back. Her name is Stacy McGunnigal, and she's wearing a really lovely rose shirt today. Which is my favorite flower, BT Dubs. So when you guys want to send me things, like start there. And um, I'm going to let her tell you what we're going to talk about. Stacy. We're going to talk about dirty dancing. I have a lot of thoughts about dirty dancing. Me too. Okay. First and foremost, I participated in this thing for TIFF two years ago called Versus. And mm-hmm. I had to basically defend flash dance and slam dirty dancing. I remember seeing that online and was very jealous. Okay. So here's the thing. Let's begin. Why do you care about Dirty Dancing? First of all, it was like one of the first movies I ever watched as a kid. Like that I can remember. I know. My parents, I don't know. Wow. Like I was like seven or eight and watching that movie on VHS ruined the tape. Watched it too many times. I know it verbatim. What did you connect to when you first saw it? It was just so like romantic and big and like Johnny Castle was this like big guy. It was just like so romantic and dancing and the music was so good. And it was like, you know, at eight, at eight you don't know what like sexy romance is. But I was like, whoa, this is really cool. <laughs> I think there is definitely something about Dirty Dancing that it's like everybody who's obsessed with it that I have met. There's mm-hmm. this like weird myth around it of like yeah. this idea of... I mean, it's very funny when you think about it because it's idea that this is like true love, et cetera, et cetera. But odds are they probably never spoke after that last dance off. For sure. I mean, what did they have in common? She's 16 and he is 44. Easily. I mean, do you think she was 16? I thought she was like 17, 18 on the precipice of change. She was supposed to be... I think it was like the um, summer turn, blah blah blah. Great, great, glad I remember that. <laughs> when she's in the car, when everybody called me baby, and it didn't occur to me to mind. Yeah, so she was that age. She was that age. Yes. Maybe like seventeen. But like, what I love about it too is like, what was it in the eighties? It was nineteen. I think eighty seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was like, even though you were like sixteen in the movie, you looked twenty four. Right. And Johnny Castle or Patrick Swayze looked at least forty four. He's a grand, grown man, grown full grown man. And yes. then what I love about now watching it back is watching a young girl change herself completely <laughs> to fall in love, and for the worst, I would say, yeah, like she decided just to stop having goals. Yeah, she's just like, I just want to be a dancer. And it's like you're not going to be. You weren't that good. Yeah, Penny was good. Penny was so good. Now, at what age did you start to? take it from something that was like a childhood delight to like an actual bankable romance film. I mean, I've watched this movie. I probably watched this movie at least once a month. Like it was always on TV. I would always sit yeah. and watch it. It's so important to me. It's just so like 
I think I really became obsessed, and I feel like you are the same. Uh, very like I love like femininity and like the idea of these women in these beautiful dresses and the music and their hair is done and it was just I don't know it's like a genre piece too. That what was it in the sixties? Set in the sixties, yeah. You know way more about it specifically I than I am. Do. A freak of nature, so we, great. I love. This. I have this podcast this because I'm obsessed with all the things people have talked about. Before. I make bold claims and then you just like back it up with like actually it was in the sixties. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was really amazing. Where it was like also tackling like Penny needs to get an abortion right. and it's like a back alley abortion. Can I say that on this podcast? Uh, yeah, you can. I have an explicit warning on this podcast. Like <laughs> back alley abortion. Ooh, it was like all I remember is like that was this was the first movie for me that actually talked or referenced abortion in a way that was more than just like a mention yeah. like it, this was actually like you saw her have she had she was in septic shock yeah like that's fucking for real yeah and really, really heavy for a movie about dancing. I, I know. And then she's like in like that scene where they're in the cottage and they're all like coming around her and she looks just it's like she's just gray. Gross. Yeah. Like she looks like when my dad's appendix burst and he had septic shock. Oh my and God. And you were just like, are you going to die? And the nurse was like, maybe. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a very like joyful nurse. I mean, maybe. Maybe. maybe I was 17 and very selfish. So I was like, well, I'm getting spaghetti from the cat. And then like <laughs> off I went. I was such an asshole and still am, but much, much more of an asshole then. How old were you when you began to understand, oh, like, this is what an abortion is. Oh, this is what, like, because yeah. Robbie was also basically, it's kind of suggested he's a bit of a rapist. A rapist, yeah, and, like, abused Penny. Yeah. Like, or or um, um, the sister. Sister. Yeah, she doesn't get a name. Yeah. Fuck her. Yeah, the sister no. <laughs> with the very intense bangs. Yes. Um, but uh, I think it was probably around 16. I think I was super naive. I didn't, when I first started watching the movie all the time, I didn't know this was about abortion. Or that Penny went through one. I just was like, oh, she got sick a bit. Really? Because they never really say what she's paying, why she needs her dad's money. No, they say she's in trouble. She's in trouble. And then Johnny references um, a folding table and a rusty, like, wire hanger or yeah. something. And I remember being like 14 and being like, I know what this is because I read a lot of teen magazines, but I right. also don't know what this is. Like, what do you yeah. mean? And then I guess, like, they they allude to her screaming and because the guy it's terrifying it's very upsetting i don't know i think like as an adult now watching it there's so much shame around penny and yes and it's and like it, there shouldn't like nobody we don't get to see how penny's story ended no and they really like they i mean she's an amazing dancer off the top of the movie it's like so impressive like when you see the her dancer she's amazing and yeah. then at the end she's like hugging baby's dad and now she's very like maternal right. and they really covered her up yes. and they made her like a lady yeah because she wasn't a lady before right which is really upsetting yeah but. i mean that's the thing about i think that's why dirty dancing is such an interesting obsession for so because a lot of people feel the way you do about mm-hmm. it. A lot of people love it, um, and I saw it. I think almost too late. Like I was a little more oh, critical. Oh, yeah. So I remember watching it and being like, "He's not nice to baby. <laughs> like, why does she? Johnny's Johnny? not nice to her. He's really manipulative. Yeah. To her. I mean, okay. First and foremost, what like when you watch it now, yeah. what connects you to it? Like, is it the, the nostalgia or is there like a storyline or characteristic in baby that you're actually like, Oh, this means something. Well, I think like myself, uh, I am not the most, like, I'm like such a nerd when it comes to love. It's <laughs> like, I'm like a boy likes me. Wow. Like, I think I'm still in that zone. Mm-hmm. I haven't like Beyonce up my emotional 
We're working on that, though. We're working on it. We're working on that. Slowly but surely. So it's like when I watch that movie, I'm like, oh, that's like so – it's still so romantic. Like she's just so like naive and doe-eyed and is like so like – like when uh, she – that scene where she walks into his cottage – and she's like, and most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this, you know. It's oh, like, my God. You know, I'm never feeling this way. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, and they fuck to that really good song. Yeah. And they, yeah. like, barely kiss. It's mostly dancing. Yeah. I rewatched that preparing for this podcast. And Thank I was you. like, it's really, it's a very sexy sex scene. But there's not a lot of, like, sexy sex going no. on. And there's nothing, like, they're dancing, just taking their clothes off. But there's no actual, like, they're not touching even, really. No, it's at all. It's actually quite strange. It's very, like, the mm-hmm. notebook first sex scene where they're, like, nude from different corners of the room and, like, walk oh, in them. Yeah. I'm like, I hate this. That scene is terrible. This is awful. Yeah, it's bad. And if it happened to me, I would hate as it was happening, and I would leave. Ooh, just watching each other no! and walking to under oh, the covers. Oh, my God. I feel asexual right now in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, absolutely. Like, I hate that. No. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just something so romantic about it. And I feel like those movies don't exist anymore. And they probably shouldn't. I mean, there it is but, wildly problematic. Oh yes, in in so many ways. Oh yeah. I'm, but I think there it's like it's almost in the realm of like Pretty Woman though. Yes, where like it's this faux fairy tale. It's like the last ditch attempt before like the 90s and 2000s got that like so and so wasn't looking for love until she found it. Like the kids yeah. in Matthew McConaughey trope, and oh. then like. But the 80s were that last gasp at, like, real fairy tale, whereas mm-hmm. in, um, like, where they were just like, she <laughs> she doesn't need a job. She needs a man. Whereas yep. um, I feel like that message was masked in being like, she's a career woman who needs a man. Mm-hmm. And now all of the movies are more like, well, fuck yourself. But, <laughs> like, it was, it's like this very old-fashioned, like, he's like the prince of dancing. And he swoops in and saves her from... I guess I don't know what that's the thing. I don't. I, I, maybe from I mean, he shows her a different way of life because he's like he's going to go be a construction worker. I mean that's what he says, which is like, hey, go make that money, man. Yeah, but she's not going to marry a roofer. Although her dad has very much ingrained that she is for sure going to university. Oh yes, and far away. And what I love is at the end of the movie, she starts going by Francis. Which Not is a, baby anymore. And good. Francis is yeah. a much better name. But can you imagine her the next day after she goes home and she's never going to talk to him again? She'll never talk to him never. again. They'll never. They never hung out again after that night. I know. And it's so sad. It's so – it's very – actually, it's almost like a very indicative move. Like it's, it's the way you are as a teen though. You think everything's going to be forever. I know. And then you grow up and you're like – It's so sad. It's just not going to happen. It's it's so sad. And also another thing I love about that movie is just the style of it too, which I guess is not so emotionally <laughs> grounded. But like there were some sexy ladies in that. Like the things they wore. Like there's – the costume department did a good job. A great job. And also I will say that um, – I tried to perm my hair like seven <gasps> times to look like baby. No, really? Oh, yeah. And, they, and I went to a hair salon in Alliston where I'm from called Hair International. And they were like, please stop doing this. <laughs> you have to stop. And they were giving me frosted tips. And they were like, we are not perming your hair anymore. So this is – so you really admired and wanted to like evoke baby. Lo- yes, loved. What did you love the most and what did you hate the most about her? I loved that she was a mess. She mm-hmm. was like a bold – I don't want to say idiot because that's rude, but she would you just can say that. Can, can I? Because yeah. she really was. She just She's like moron. boldly walked into like the most moronic situations. Carrying watermelons. Yeah, I carried watermelon. Like You're she was a just a mess. But then she's like wearing a cardigan at like a grind club. 
and it's like the best. And she still gets this hot guy, and she's like a quirky weirdo. Oh, true. So she was like, yeah. She's like the almost one of the original Man of Pixie Dream Girls. I think so. Yeah. I think so for sure. She's adorkable. She was adorkable. And that word was a thing still. Yeah. She was the first Zoe Deschanel. Oh. No ukulele. Despite the bangs being on the sister. (laughs) Exactly. So what did you hate about her? Um, I thought she she was, uh, I mean, I also like, I did not come from a well-off family. So I related to Johnny Castle in a way where he was like, oh, I can get into the union. And I was like, yeah, unions. Yeah, unions. I'm a union. Yeah, I come from union family too. Yeah. So I was like, my dad's in a union. He's a, you know, uh, my mom's in a union. So I thought it was, I mean, she had no concept of what real life and real work was like. And now as a performer- where you go and perform for people that are wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you know, you eat your free melon that they give you. It's like I kind of relate to Johnny Castle too. I think we're all Johnny Castle. Yeah. We all have old ladies throwing diamonds in our pockets. Oh my God. He acts like he doesn't love it. Like he, loves, it. he loves Vivian. He loves. And you know what? I kind of like as, a, as an adult watch it now being like, first of all, the mom is the best. The dad is also, I get your crisis, dude. You are just like, what the fuck? I just wanted to have a nice holiday. Yeah. I'm paying for a stranger's abortion. Um, Fair, but also like, what the fuck? And then also, I just, I thought my daughter was a little girl and now she's banging this 45-year-old man. He's like shirtless all the time. I don't get it. He is. I love the dad. I have a big crush on him. You do? Yeah, he's very handsome. R.I.P. I don't remember his real name because I'm an asshole, but. I don't remember it either, but he was really, he was in Law and Order. Yeah, he was. Oh, he's so handsome like it's yeah. not fair i think he was a little naive about his his daughters too though yeah i mean it was what 1960 1961 or something like that yeah. so i mean at the time a lot of men like to assume that women were virginal until their wedding day Ugh. and if they got and then when they got married they didn't have jobs anymore that's true and she wasn't going to i mean yeah. that was just the trajectory of baby yeah and i also didn't like the guy that she had to be with for a while that little short man yeah i think what's his name like something Something really, like, dweebish. Yeah, I can't remember. And then he owned, he was the son of the owner of the thing. Yeah, and he took her on a tour of the kitchen. Yeah, and she could have anything she wanted. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God, you're amazing. I get to open the fridge and have anything I want. And then I didn't understand why Penny was hiding in the kitchen. No, I also, he also made a dig about, like, Johnny, he was a classist piece of shit, basically. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of actual themes of classism, though, and elitism in this film. Like, you Mm -hmm. have, like, the guests... Yep. who, like, are wealthy. You have oh, – yeah. um, then you meet, like, the hotel co-owner, and he is positioned above the guests, but also, like, not of the same financial tier. And right. then you have, like, the band leaders and their dynamic, and their dynamic yep. with the guests, their dynamic with each other. And then the way they talk about the staff. Like, there's a lot of, like, themes of, like, class and – Yep, and that changing too. Mm Because, like, at the end of the year end show or the summer end show, they wanted to spice it up. Yes. And the guy didn't want that. He wanted the classic. And by spice up, they mean, like, diversity. Like, they wanted all they they would like it to be, like, yeah, they're just like, how about some diversity and representation? They're like, no. And when I do look back at the movie, all they want to do is grind. Like they just want to fuck on the dance it. floor. Yeah. When the two old ladies covered in furs drop their furs and then just start kind of that's like. future. Yeah. That you're going to grind with your best friend. Uh-huh. It's going to be, be like, here are these men. I choose Johnny. <laughs> Somehow I would get him. I would date him and break his spirit within like two weeks. Oh, you think? Do you? So you don't find him attractive in this movie? Well, I think Patrick Swayze is attractive. Like, he's let's so be attractive. Let's be very clear. I think that's the only movie he's been attractive to me Ooh, in. Not Ghost? 
ghost, he's a bit like— He's a bit moody. He's moody. He's a bit dead. He's like full dead. But also like, I don't know if I liked ghost. I hate ghost. I think Me it's too. weird. Me too. Yeah, I, I don't, don't like care it about all. it. No. The quarter, I don't care about. I don't give a shit. I only like Whoopi Goldberg in that movie. She's amazing in that but movie. But I hate everything else, including Demi Moore's haircut. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the clay pot scene. Like, as somebody who likes things clean, I'm like, this is really stressing me out. There's mud everywhere now. And do you remember Reality Bites? Yeah. Do I? (laughs) I know. I just rewatched that, too. That's also problematic. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody... Ethan Hawke is garbage. I would still date him, though. That's my problem. Oh, no. I know. I mean, Michael's better, but he's also shit. I don't like him. Um, Oh, really? Because he's a nerd, and I don't care. Oh, no. You want Johnny Castle. (laughs) I do want Johnny Castle. I think that's just who you're looking for in life. A big, dumb baby. A big, dumb baby man. He's 45. He has two months of employment, and he does just fine. He's in the union. He's in the union. Um, But uh, what I love about um, uh, Demi Moore in Ghost is she wears what Janine Garofalo wears at the Gap, like that collar. She does. I know. We're going to leave everyone with that image for one second while we go to a break because I um, am just been told I have to do that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, my God. I came back. Did you guys think I was going to leave? Probably. You skipped too far. Now you're like, what's happening? Um, We're talking about Dirty Dancing with Stacey McGonigal. I'm going to ask her the only question that matters. Yeah. Do you like the song Time of My Life? Do you like it now? Did you ever like it? I loved it. Did you? Oh, my God. I was, yes, loved. Now it's more nostalgic. Like, I don't know if I'd make through the whole song. I don't know if I would. Well, I don't think it's a song to dance to. No. And they danced incorrectly to it. You think? I just think, like, why would you, first of all, this annoyed me as a child and as a teen, because I watched it and I, whatever the fuck, but they, they, it's not of the era. That's true. And so is, and neither is Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. I hate that song. Terrible song. It's the reason he only has one hit song. Hit song. I'm doing quotes. Yeah. I think the, I like how you like the costumes. Yeah. Being era appropriate. Yes. I like the music being era appropriate, especially if they're dancing to the music. Oh, I see what you're saying. So I'm like, are you, what, are they playing a record? Because who are these people? Yeah. Like what's going on? And it makes me mad. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's why I like Stay. That's still a like, that's sexy little jam. A jam. That's a good song that I will listen all the way through. The soundtrack's actually pretty good. The I soundtrack will say. is good. Yeah. I mean, also the montage where she's learning to dance to Hungry Eyes is pretty. I mean, even though it's not appropriate music. It's so good. It's so good. It's. I think I love a montage. I feel like we're not getting enough montages in like. I, I mean, is there any more rom coms or romantic movies anymore? I mean, I think. Like we've got, we're a little bit like it's like let's let's, let's go, and like, or if they are, they're more subtle. So like they're less like romantic comedy. It's mostly a story about something else, and then there happens to be a love story. Ugh. So yeah. it's yeah. like real life. <laughs> oh no, um, I like a I like a little lie in my romance. Um, but I love a montage so much. I'll get behind anything if it's got a good montage. Oh, well, I mean, do you find that the older you've gotten, the more you like or dislike a certain character like do you watch it now with movie? Like, yeah with adult eyes and are like 
I am the mother or I am the sister. Well, I hope you're not the sister. She is the not worst. great. When she sings that, um, what is it? What the like fuck? Hawaiian oh sort my of God. with the fish on her Just v- vagina and her shorts. I know. Sit down. What is her name? I'm gonna, it's going to bother me. Um, I dislike her so much, the sister. And when she's trying to relate to baby and she's like, do you want me to brush your hair? She offers to brush her hair to like relate. Get the fuck away from me I is know. what baby should have said. But baby is baby's pretty grating. I think we all were at that age. I think that's the harshness of the movie. She does not come off great. No, but you know what? I certainly wasn't coming off great at 16. No, who could? No. I mean, like Kiernan Shipka. Maybe. And like probably sure Sharonan came off pretty okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But Uh, we were from Allison and Cambridge. Yeah. So we were not, we had no hope. No, no hope. I was a disaster. Um, I really, really struggled with watching the movie with the dad. Although I I can understand why he would be upset. Mm Mm-hmm. But she called him daddy. That And I I feel like I once tweeted about that um, being like, what's up with grown women calling their dads daddy? But then people got mad. Like they were like, Why? I guess that's like their thing. I think it's a thing. Where that's people, weird to me. I've never – I think I stopped calling my dad daddy when I was like seven just because I yeah. did stop. I don't know. I, I, tried. Could, I could not imagine looking my dad in the eye right now no. and calling him daddy. Absolutely not. Well, I think also – it, that word has been taken into by, oh, yes. by and like it's now applied to a different thing <laughs> yeah, that no longer applies to my father. I hope, I hope I no, absolutely not. No, um, so bless. Yes, but she also I found that when baby confronts her daddy, yeah, um, <laughs> I felt very sad for him during that scene because I also find and not to be all like he's he's a man and life is hard. Yeah. I mean, in the sense where. Coming from his generation, yeah. his standpoint from that generation, of course. like he probably fought in World War II. Oh, you're like, talking about the scene over the lake? Yeah. The lake? Yeah, in the cardigan? Like, oh. I, like this is a man – like when you think about that generation, mm-hmm. so the same with the dad in like Wonder Years. He like fought in Korea. It's like these men were dealing with like a lot of post-traumatic stress, the myth of male masculinity, like the yeah. idea of like structured gender roles, the idea of like structured socioeconomic roles and like – when you put yourself in that kind of like headspace and when she's trying to talk to him about being like, yes, this girl needed an abortion and dad, I have to change and I am fucking this dance teacher and blah, 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 blah. Like he has, yeah. he has never – he doesn't understand that because that's not a reality that he mm-hmm. – like so it's kind of like his acting in that is actually – It's really it's good. It's beautiful. It's oh, and then he le- and then she leaves. And I'm he's looking really up upset. his name while we're here because I got to give him justice. I got to give my boyfriend, the deceased actor, justice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, it is a really good scene, and I think it's like you know, it. I mean, it's coming of age. I mean, I don't think those movies. Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach. Oh my god. R.I.P. Jerry. Oh, pour a thousand out for him. Because I mean, that scene is really good. What I like too about the mom is she just seems like a little bit of a boozer who's yes. just like whatever, just happy to be here in the Adirondacks. Is that not the mom of? She plays um, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. I love Emily Gilmore. Yes, I, I relate to her. Oh, okay, but what about her in this movie? Um, she's about the same. Yeah, because she's also like she's with it. Yeah, like, she's very with it, and she even tries to be the voice of reason with the dad to be yeah. like, like what do you like. What do you want? But it's also crazy because it's like those classic dads who's like, my girls are perfect, like not really connected with this. Right. I mean, women are – we're a lot. I think also what's interesting and I think – I know I overlook this because I'm just like, oh, it's another 80s film. But it being a period film, yeah, it's 
much more risky and controversial some of these storylines. Like you watch it and you're just like, oh, we get it. Like you bang, like oh, whatever, blah, blah. But it's like this is supposed to be set in a time where none of this happens. Right. Where no one talks about it happening. No. Where it, it like the sister, Lisa is her name. We figured it out. We are figured so it out. smart. Yeah. We are doing it. <laughs> Lisa. When she's like. She's being blamed by her, like, shitty, rapey boyfriend. Robbie. And Robbie's the one who got Penny pregnant. Robbie is a piece of shit. Totally. And then he gives – he not, he talks down to Baby in this way that when you're watching, you're like, oh, my God, what a dick. But it's like that was the norm. Totally. First of all, this is it's still quite the norm. But this was really the norm then. Yeah. So when you actually look at Dirty Dancing as a piece of, like, like period drama, it's not – it. It's much more interesting than when you look at it as a rom-com. Oh, totally. And it, it, I mean, as much as the women are problematic, and but they are quite strong. I mean, yeah. Baby was like, absolutely not. When she pours all that water on Robbie. Right. And like, you wouldn't have, that would not have happened then. No. We've I, watched Mad Men. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And like, and Lisa is more so, like when, when Robbie, I guess. It suggested that he. They did something in the bush. Something happened and she was like, I, I don't hear an apology and then he gets angry with her. Like, he gets yeah. very, like, shamey. I forget what the line is, but it's very much like... And then she chases after him. Yeah, like, they're walking, yeah, out of the bushes or something like that. And then that's when the hotel guy says to Baby, he's like, sorry, sorry to it, see that. Yeah. What a piece of shit. And also, like... Very Pete Campbell. Ooh. Very. Yeah. I'm just starting to watch Mad Men, I should say. <gasps> I feel like... With what we were talking about earlier, this is the time. It's the time. It's the time. Okay. 100%. Because I, I really fought it for a long time. It's It was too slow for me, but I think I'm ready to sit down and really just take it all in. I have a theory. I said it on this podcast before. I will say it again. When you watch it in your 20s, it is 95,000 times different. <laughs> That's a real thing. I'll make it happen. <laughs> that when you watch it in your 30s. Because when you watch it in your 30s, that's how old everyone is in the show. Right. And all of a sudden, it feels very real. And you realize that everyone is very, very sad oh, in yeah. life. And, like, not in a bad way. No. But we're all, right? Like, we're all, Alex is, like, 22. He's like, what? What oh, happened? That? <laughs> he's, he's 23. Fresh. He's yeah. so young. You're 21. He's 21. Oh, 21. He's still like, oh, my God, life is just going to give me all of these cakes and You're, puppies and balloons. He's baby. You baby. Except he's going on to be a human rights attorney. So um, he's better than wow. – he's definitely better than us in every possible way. He's going to be a human rights attorney and he's listening to us. So, like, talk, talk about, about dancing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And if you edit this out, I will come for you in the night. Yeah, Alex, my producer, literal genius. One time I told my therapist that I felt like I was screaming into the night, like um, Anna Klumski from Veep. Yes. And she – and my therapist thought I had made up that metaphor and was really struggling. And I had to tell her. It's, it's from, from Veep. Veep. But it's the exact way that I think. I think, I mean, to bring it back to, like, your obsession. Yes, please. Um, Like, at what point did you, at what point did you feel like it was fine to like Dirty Dancing? Because I think there is, like, an era, an age where yeah. it's feel like you're ashamed to like movies like that. For sure. And I think I think that I've just sort of embraced the, I mean, I love um, Dirty Dancing so much. I also love Grease. I, mm. also, I also think I just sort of, like, realized um, the type of cool I was. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I just love, I, I don't know, I don't know, I'm such a, I think I'm just, like, a hopeless romantic. Call me a Pisces. Are you one? Yeah. Oh, you're like, no, I'm a Virgo. No, I'm a, I'm a hard Virgo. Yeah, I'm a hard Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's just like it's so fancy and just like falling in love. I like to think of it as like it's so, you know, that's lovely. It's heartbreaking and beautiful. And I also love like um, I don't know, like uh, watching like a sixteen-year-old or I guess in the eighties, we'll say she's twenty-three, but like becoming like a woman who like stands up 
for what she wants and embraces her sexuality, which I think was really tough for me as someone who's wearing a full button up. But like, uh, I don't know. There's just something really like awesome about it. There is that po- that point in the montage, I think, that really like her outfit changes and she's wearing the short denim shorts and the tank top and the Keds. Love. And she's dancing and then she like poses and then like looks around real quick Puts and then goes back. On. And I'm just like that embodies so much of like your awakening in youth where yeah. you're just like, oh, my God, I'm feeling myself. But can anyone tell? Oh, my God. Exactly. And then like put and put some lipstick on. Like it's all very like it is. And I think that is so that part. I'm like, oh, like if I think the problem is some she's too old to play baby to be a convincing teen. For sure. But if we were to take like like a younger actress now I mentioned like Kiernan Shipka from Mad Men right so say we took like if she were to play her now then it would be believable and you would be like oh shit she's really going through it whereas now she just looks like an adult doing things yes and that's how I really see it I mean like it's like when you read Romeo and Juliet and you're like oh wow aren't they 12 yeah or 14 they're babies it's hard so they tried to do the remake with what's her name from Little Miss Haley Steinfeld didn't even watch it it was gonna be offensive to me and I didn't want to see it I know I have a big crush on Douglas Booth who plays uh, Romeo in it it, but like still can do it because I mean I grew up Claire Danes and Leo Claire Danes and Leo for sure that's the ultimate one that's also I mean like he knew she was crying why did he have to that end was bothers me uh, there there's a lot that bothers me about most of the teen films that I love except for 10 things I hate about you which I love love and is flawless and he's Ledger's like a real gentleman in that oh and my god really perfect. does bad but then really really makes up for it yes oh we could that Come back on, and we'll talk about that, too. I Okay. Come back on all the time, actually. I will. I would love, because Julia Stiles' hair, I wore it as for my prom hair. Oh, her hair was so good. The back of the curls. Her, she peaked hair-wise in that film. I agree. I'm so sorry, Julia Stiles, if you're listening. We, I still love your work. But, we love your work. But Save you your hair when you were, like, dancing on the table. I was like, want to be you. It's totally fine. Yes. I also think, like, what I think I love about those movies, along with Grease, and I love Grease, too. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've never seen Grease, too. Oh, Yeah. That may be something just to watch. I don't. I wonder how you'll sit, like how you'll find it. I I think I hate period films that take place um, in like that were filmed in the eighties. Well, Grease Two is maybe the worst movie ever made, and oh, okay. I think Michelle Pfeiffer denies it on her IMDb. But it is something to view. It certainly exists. I know all the music. Really, it's terrible. No, it's but great. I miss theatricality in movies, and I think that was like for me, Dirty Dancing was one of the last. Like I grew up with like Judy Garland and like mm-hmm. watching Cabaret, and it's like dancing and singing and falling in love and it's complicated and it's It's very over the top love yeah and like the point where he like breaks the window of the car oh love and like but i hate the way there's two things i hate so much that she says in this movie the one is when she's like you're wild and i'm like shut up (laughs) oh my god don't talk and the other one is when she looks at johnny and i don't know why but she goes like johnny like in this really whiny voice and he turns around and he yeah. just smiles, and then she smiles, and then that's the end. Like, me and my best friend used to just say that to each other in grade 9. Oh, I love that. And just, because we both were like, what is wrong with her? She's so needy. It's annoying. But I think it's because it reminds me of, like, probably how I was when I was 16. But don't you feel like, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I see that movie, and I'm like, I was like that in relationships. I just wanted to be around them all the time. <sighs> or I just, I didn't understand why we were too different. Exactly. Like it doesn't matter that you are clearly a massive drug dealer. I'm in. <laughs> I'm into you. I'm for this. Don't you get it? Yeah. When we, we looked at each other in the parking lot that we were drinking in, <laughs> it meant something. 
I love hearing about this with like this amazing cardigan on <laughs> and this high waisted pant of my dreams. And you're just like, yeah, I was in this parking lot with this drug addict, and I was just like, come on, baby, we'll figure it out. Oh my god, <laughs> guys, young Auntie Donnie is my favorite. She is very scrappy and um, definitely. It, failed high school because <laughs> I feel like I was such a like um, I feel like I'm rough around the edges came from a very small town and I think I always I would always say to myself like just wake up classy wake up classy I just wanted to be so classy oh that's so nice and I just like my grandmother like I think that's why I like spanks and like <laughs> girdles and like just keeping it in just keeping it but I just was like it's so classy it's so like, like this idea of old Hollywood old Hollywood like my grandmother was such a beautifully dressed woman and um so when I, I when I watch movies like Dirty Dancing or something it's just like they're so classy and it's like so like just you know they're like smashing a glass and like a beautiful gown and there's just something so classy about it yeah I like it's like a, the yeah the all about Eve effect like oh, who doesn't want to be Margot exactly although I feel like Margot a lot of time oh, all the time actually just you, constantly just annoyed and also like just do what I say <laughs> yeah but like you do it with like a thin cigarette and like just like do you know how badly Mad Men and all of our old movies even including Dirty and Sing like as somebody who used to smoke yeah uh, nothing makes me want to smoke more than watching these movies I know I, I, I'm always tempted to get like a like a mint or like a clove cigarette just to smoke it I started smoking cigars during the stressful time this winter and I was like this is fine that's fine that's fine you don't inhale it you it's, don't inhale it's fine what else can't we do can I live just live I already can't drink. Let well, me have something. Yeah, Jesus. I'm, but you could put you could put some Perrier in a champagne flute and, and don't smash think it I against have, the oh, wall. Oh yeah, let's go get mad at someone right after we're done recording. <laughs> I would love to get classy mad. Let's go get classy mad. I love. I have rapid fire questions for you, please. Okay, favorite character, hands down. Oh, baby. All right, favorite moment. Um, I would say uh, the moment in the cabin before they ha- they have uh, dance sex. Dance sex. Yeah, that yeah. Is. it is only dance sex. Yeah. Would you date Johnny Castle? Yes. In a heartbeat? In a heartbeat. Wait, Johnny Castle, while he's working as the dance instructor? Uh, he comes in all forms, or my friend. Both. Okay. I'll date a roofer. Oh, of course. Not opposed. Yeah, no. No one here is above roofing. No. My grandpa was a bricklayer, everyone. Like, shut the fuck he up. He must have had delicious arms, if I may say. I mean, I've seen photos of him. I never met him. He was very handsome as a young man. I was like, I feel proud. I'm gonna so need- was my other grandpa. They were both hot. So I'm, I'm going to need you to send me both those photos. I have them on my phone. <laughs> okay, great. I'll show them to you in a second. <laughs> Thank you. What's your favorite song from the movie? Stay. Oh. And I also liked um, Love is Strange when they're singing yes. after they have sex. like, uh, yes, Mickey. How do you like your lover boy? And she, they're doing that whole thing. That was per- that's a perfect moment. It's perfect. And then that fucking guy comes in and like ruins it. Yeah. What a loser. Um, what part do you hate the most? Like, what scene do you want to literally throw off a bridge? Um, probably you're wild um, when so they're in the car. Uh, yeah, them driving, them driving to the lake where he d- talks about his life on the the beam. Oh, bless his heart, though. Before that, I'm just like, oh, let's just get to it. We know where we're going. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so favorite costume? Ooh, good. Okay, one of my favorite costumes of all time is when she's practicing and they bow and he uh, hurts. She hurts his back. And she's got this tank top tied up with yes. the pink skirt. She's sweating tan, full abs. And yeah. she's like, I'm sweating my ass off to like save your ass. And she like stands up. And for all herself. I want to do is drop you on it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, let's get out of here. Like, he gets so turned on. He's like, let's get out of here. What do you think happened to Penny? I think she probably met someone and like gave up her dream of being a dancer. And that's what makes me really sad when I see Penny at the end. 
Yeah, she did go full, like... Full mom. Full mom. Not in a bad way, but, like, in the 80s, like, oh, now you're a mom, so you can't ever be sexualized or appreciated for your talents. It's a very strange... The 80s had a really weird way, I think, of, like, looking at women in the 1960s, etc. Even if you look at, like... Because, like, the Wonder Years started in the late 80s. Yep. And the way they, like paint Norma and the way they paint Karen and the way they paint Winnie is it's through a, a boy's eyes I understand that but it Absolutely. is a very like Norma is not ever sexy she's not ever wearing like dressy clothes it sucks Winnie is only there to like make Kevin exist basically and mm-hmm. Karen basically is like shamed for being sexual it's very interesting the way the 80s looked at that era because it was all being run by boomers so they were all basically writing what they saw as children it's crazy it's bananas it's ugh. Very frustrating. Although I could talk about that for like another forty-five minutes, but I will not because that's not how this podcast works. <laughs> I'm okay. like, now we're going to listen to what I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, if you could change one thing, yes, about this movie, about Dirty Dancing, yes, what would it be? Oh my gosh, um, I think Robbie should have had a bigger fall. Yeah, and Lisa should have been a little more empowered because I don't think she really gets there. No, she doesn't. She watches him. Um, she walks in on him and Vivian. Yeah. And that's about it. And then nothing else happens to him. And it's set up as a joke. Like, as a joke. You don't yeah. really see her fall or her embarrassment. Yeah. Um, I like that Vivian doesn't give a shit. Oh, I love Vivian. I'm also, like, all for the old people that steal wallets. They've lived oh. a hard fucking life, man. Let Those them have the wallets. people just <laughs> yes. stealing. And what, what was the bar called? Or what, they had to go, um, oh, I can't remember the, the hotel they had to go to. Anyways. And also I hate baby's makeup when they do that one dance and she's it's like in the blue. It's like what? I hate it. I hate it so much. It's really bad. It, it looked like me when I was like a tap dancer at seven and my mom did my makeup. Yeah. I remember seeing my friends go to dance practice and me being like, what the fuck is going on? Very weird. And it's, it was always blue eyeshadow. My mom never wore blue eyeshadow, but for some reason that's what she put well, on us. Put the children in the blue eyeshadow is I what they said. I would it, never do that to my kids. No. I mean, listen, I'm just going to be a cool aunt. But can you imagine putting mascara on a six-year-old? I mean, my aunts used to do my makeup for fun. That's different. But that was different. That wasn't meant you to be. sending them out and going, give us your best, honey, on the stage. Go dance, babe. Dance for me, honey. Dance for me, honey. <laughs> Actually, that's going to be me as an aunt. Yeah. That's like, I don't like going to her house. <laughs> she takes us to weird places. Although if you said dance dance for me, honey, I think I just would. I'm going to scream that at you from um, when you when I see you on stage next. Yes, at please. Second City. The Second City. Because this is now where um, you get to plug. Oh. Where can everybody find you? And like, what do you do? You, tell us about yourself. Oh, great. Um, so now that you know my deep, dark secrets mm-hmm. um, of dirty dancing, uh, I perform at the Second City, uh, which is a comedy theater here in Toronto. Eight shows a week, Tuesday to Sunday. Come see. Writing yeah. a new show. It opens uh, April 9th. Um, Instagram. I like to do things on there. You do. What's your handle? The Stacy McGee. Great. And what's your Twitter handle? The same. Ah. Yeah. We have fun there. Uh, and I have a podcast called Regular Girls. You can yeah. listen to that. You should listen to that. Me and my pal Renee Young. That's fun. Yeah. It's a good podcast. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Well, you know, all compliments should, if I'm being honest. I honestly, I take them. Take them all. I I remember the first time we met and you just gave me like 10 compliments in a row. And I remember leaving with Jan Caruana and I uh, told her when I met up with her, I was like, I just feel so empowered. Like I can do anything. And she was like, I know. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so nice. I saw Jan last week. We were on the show together. Oh, really? Yeah. I do know the one. I know. I always feel bad though because she's like a quiet person and I'm a loud person. So I always feel like I'm like, ah, Jan. And she's like, 
oh my god, you are no. very loud. I'm like that with her too, and I'm like, fix my life. <laughs> well, yeah. she seems like she'd be good at it. She is good, perfect. That's wonderful. our shout out to our friend Jan. <laughs> yeah, I'm Stacey McGonagall, and I love Jan. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is uh, that is the end of this episode of Nobody Cares Except for Me. I am Ann T. Donahue. That was Stacey McGonagall. Um, if you go to my website, nobodycarespodcast.ca, you can either phone in or write in, and we can talk about all your obsessions that are not shared by the rest of the world. Tune in next week when somebody else comes on and the same thing happens, but it's a different person and a different conversation because wouldn't that be crazy if I just aired this 50 times? Although you'd be fine with it. Okay, bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 